Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers, and budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Here is your co-host, financial coach Jacqueline Wise. Well, hello there, Fiscal Fitness family. Welcome back to another episode of our Fiscal Fitness Podcast. I am super excited about this episode today because we are doing what we call our client graduation interview with one of our clients, Jenny Pierce. Uh, And we're hoping her husband, Bo, will also be able to join us for the interview. They are business owners. And so any of our business owner clients who are listening in, you know how when things come up in the business at the last minute, you are the person to handle it. So that is what happened with Bo, but we are hoping he will be able to still hop in on this interview, maybe like halfway through or something. So you might hear him too. And we like to use this client graduation interview to really celebrate the successes of our clients, the things that they have worked so hard to accomplish. And so we are going to kick this off by introducing Jenny. Um, So Jenny, I'm going to have you tell us about your family, where you're from, what you guys do for a living, and then our uh, fun oddball question, which is your favorite ice cream flavor. So take it away, Jenny. Okay. Welcome, or thank you for having me (laughs) on here. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my name is Jenny. My husband is Bo. We live in Cape Creek, Arizona. And uh, we are very overwhelmed people. I have a full-time job in pharmaceutical sales and we own a transportation company. My husband is a hotshot, owns a hotshot transportation company. They move heavy equipment around the valley. Uh, We sell roping machines for anyone out there that rides or rodeos, um, kind of a rodeo thing. And then we also have a little horse ranch. We board horses. We own our own horses. Um, That keeps us extremely busy. And we have a two-year-old son. So we definitely have a lot on our plate. And amidst all that, we're trying to get a hold of our finances and make better financial decisions. And and fiscal fitness was definitely crucial in, in that part of our life. And your favorite ice cream flavor, Jenny. Favorite ice cream flavor. That's hard. I think if Bo was here, he would say something boring like strawberry, (laughs) And my answer would be yes, all the ice cream. I like all the ice cream, every flavor, but I like cookies and cream, but I'm definitely like a Baskin Robbins person over a soft serve person. I'm not really into soft serve ice cream. So, okay. So you and I agree on a lot there. I'm here for all the ice cream and (laughs) I definitely am with you on like the Baskin Robbins over soft serve. So Sorry if we offended all of the Dairy Queen fans out there yeah. with that one. Um, so we're going to dive right in. We're just going to kind of, I'm going to be interviewing Jenny, asking her you know, some questions about her story, how she got started with coaching, and then really like what were some of the things she and Bo accomplished. So Jenny, why don't you start by sharing like what was it that really made you reach out to us and want to begin coaching in the first place? Yeah desperation possibly I don't know some late night googling I was feeling really overwhelmed and frustrated um I was feeling like even though I I I feel like growing up and stuff I had a really good handle on finance finances never really dug myself in too big of a hole and kind of have always been extremely conscious of my credit score and and different things like that but somehow we got just to where I think because we have the two businesses where we're self-employed with fluctuating incomes, it just got really complicated and not knowing when money was coming in and, and we had to pay employees at that time. 
and it was really complicated. And my husband and I were not on the same page and we weren't communicating about it. And I felt like we were living beyond our means. And I was looking at selling the house. I was just really overwhelmed. And I thought, I just kind of one day woke up and was like, okay, we'll just sell everything we own and start over. Like we'll sell all of our vehicles, our house, you know, we'll downsize, we'll, we'll, we'll get a handle on this. I just felt like the debts were piling up. It was daunting. And, and it just seemed, um, yeah, it was just kind of desperation. I didn't know this was my last ditch effort before I just sold everything and decided to start over. So um, I was kind of Googling and I, I knew I didn't want a financial advisor because I wasn't looking for like investment help. I had no money to invest. I was just looking for some guidance um, and like whether or not, you know, you guys thought we should sell the house or that we should get rid of a business or kind of some help with some of the bigger decisions. And that's when I found you guys. Yeah. I remember when we first got on the phone together, that first time you reached out and this was not in the Eureka session. This was really like just a quick 15 minute phone call we did. And I remember I could kind of hear the desperation in your voice. And I remember you telling me, but the horses are not on the table. You cannot tell me to get rid of the horses. And I remember thinking, oh, I like this girl. Like she knows what's really important to her. That's, that's such good awareness to have going into it. I totally remember you telling me you were like awake in the middle of the night, Googling life coach and then saying, but I That's actually great. think, yeah, I That's actually great. think it's I need a money coach is what you had told me. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. It started by Googling life coaching and then, and, and this kind of ended up being life coaching, you know, I was, which maybe we'll get into, but I was surprised that it kind of, there was more that encompassed it besides just financial help. And just looking at spreadsheets and, and just looking at spreadsheets. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And when you were thinking about like having to sell the house and kind of starting over and everything, like, was that an option you were okay with? Was it something you were trying to avoid as much as possible? You know, I was okay with it because I thought it was going to like hit the reset button and we were going to be finance, like we could breathe and everything would be, the weight would be off my shoulders. But what I realized is like, that wasn't the problem. Like the mortgage was not the problem. And had we done that and started over and not done coaching, I, we would have been just right back in the same position. And then it would have been devastating because we have a really nice little horse ranch here. And to have given that up to still be in the same position would have been absolutely devastating. So, um, so yeah, to answer your question, I was okay with it if it was going to change my life, but hindsight, it wasn't going to change my life. Yeah. And I'm so glad we kept the property and we kept the house and, and I'm really happy to still be here. Me too. So spoiler alert through our coaching, yeah. we did not have to do all of those crazy major life changes, um, which I think was a really good thing. Like you said. Um, so Jenny and I got on the phone, we were talking about, you know, her Googling things in the middle of the night and we recommended our Eureka session which is a two hour session or really two and a half hours for business owners where we do like a deep dive into your finances, get you like, get the ball rolling in the right direction, get you on a game plan. Um, so Jenny, how did you feel going into the Eureka session? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Like, what were you thinking? Yeah. So I thought it was a little bit of money to invest in this phone call. And I was worried it was going to be, cause I listen to financial podcasts for free. Yep. And I thought it was going to be just a repeat of all the other financial podcasts. And I totally understand, like pay off your credit cards. Don't spend more than you make. 
um, you know, use cash, make a budget. You know, I felt like I wasn't completely naive to everything. So I was a little concerned that the money up for the Eureka session was just going to be a repeat of all the free podcasts. And so I was pretty, I went into it skeptical, you know, but hopeful, but I wasn't really expecting a lot. Yeah. Uh, No, it was, it was absolutely, you showed up to the podcast. First of all, you're like, you don't have to sell your truck, the trailer or the house. And I was like, (laughs) what? This lady's crazy. She obviously doesn't know what kind of hole we're in. Um, And then you had like such detail and such information. And like, it was so much more in depth than what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting to be that personal with you guys obviously spent hours and hours doing homework before our call, which is why the Eureka session isn't you know, $25 because you guys spent hours and hours of your time preparing for that call. So I was actually incredibly impressed. And, um, I had no plans on continuing coaching after that call until we had the call. (laughs) And And was that because you were worried? Like, again, it would probably be just like a podcast. Is that what you were thinking? Like when you planned on not continuing after, or like, what were your thoughts going into that? I thought that I don't have, like, I didn't feel I had trouble with follow through. So I thought, well, you'll just give me some pointers and ideas and I'll follow. I don't need to pay you to hold my hand, follow through. Like I can follow through. Um, I didn't realize like how much help you were going to offer. Right. I thought you were just kind of going to give me some pointers and yeah, I just didn't want to pay just for account, somebody to be accountable to me. Right. But I didn't realize like it had continued, there was so much to your coaching plan. Right. And it had so many layers and, and it was so involved that it wasn't just being accountable of all the things we talked about the very first time we talked. Yeah. And that's so funny to me, Jenny, because I remember our Eureka session still, even though this was like six or seven months ago now. Yeah. And I remember at the end, I was asking like, how do you feel about implementing all of this? And you were just like, I want more of this. And so it's so funny to me to even hear you say like, I was not planning on continuing coaching because at the end of the session, I remember you just kind of like making the decision for you and Bo. You were like, how do we do more of this? And you were like, oh yeah, is that okay, Bo? You turned to him and and I'm going to keep working with her. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. No, I was sold. Like, like in the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? You know, because I think a lot of the financial stuff is the same, all the stuff out there, right? Like, Um, pay off your debts and, you know, make a budget. And I understood all that. And I did all that. And yet we still were struggling so bad. And then I finally kind of through our coaching realized why. Um, So I would, yeah, I wish I would have done it 10 years ago. It's been super helpful. You and I both on that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For sure. So like, let's talk about now, how would you describe your situation today? Like, what are some of the things you were able to accomplish yeah. As of coaching and because of the hard work that you put in, in between. So, yeah. Our situation is completely different. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, I have a clear picture of our money and then, and then you guys taught me how to build it out 12 months. So I can go out 12 months and tell you how much money it looks like we're going to have in 12 months. Um, you know, I think the biggest change was I used to be really proud at how much money I would put to pay off my credit cards every month. Like, I'm like, no, I'll pay them every week. You know, I'll pay thousands and thousands of dollars on my credit card every month and made me feel really good. But what would happen is I would overpay so much. I had to just reuse them because I would run out of money. So here I thought I was like making all these great strides in getting out of debt when I would just turn around and have to reuse it anyway. 
Um, and the hardest part about coaching was you not letting me pay a lot on my credit cards. And it was really hard for me not to just go online and put a thousand dollars on a credit card, pay, meaning payment. Um, but, uh, but so the biggest change would be, we have not used credit cards since we started coaching and, um, and that's amazing. And we've had a lot of big expenses come up in our life over the last seven months and we were able to cash flow all of them. So even though I'm not quite out of credit card debt, we are really, we are getting much closer. And, um, and the biggest takeaway is it's not growing. Right. So, um, you know, but right now our financial situation, you know, I have a clear, I have a clear understanding of when we'll be out of debt. Um, you know, and, um, I understand, you know, with how to pay the employees. And even though we don't exactly know how much money is going to come in all the time, it's just much less stressful. We have this great spreadsheet you made us and it enables us to really understand and plan for, for things. So it's just, yeah, it's a completely different situation now than it was. Yeah. That, um, situation you described with like paying off lots of your credit card debt and then turning around and using it again. We hear that all the time. Um, yeah. our clients call it and you might've even been one of the first ones to say it to me. It's like this vicious cycle. Yeah. And like, just talk about for a minute, like how that feels to pay a big chunk of it down and then turn around and have to put a balance back on that again, because right. sometimes I think people aren't even aware of how that feels at first. Right. Yeah. Like it feels so good to put like, Oh, I just put, you know, $2,000 on my card. Like I'm doing so great, but then you get, you know, 45 days down the road and something unexpected comes up and I don't have enough to pay for it. And then you put it on the card and you think it's okay. I'll, I'll pay it off before, you know, the interest hits and, but then you don't or something else comes up, you know, and then, yeah. and then it really, you blink. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, this is $12,000, you know, what, right. how did I do this? And then how do I get out of this? Um, so I'm really, when this, I think by next summer, hopefully we'll have them all paid off and I don't ever plan to use a credit card again. I don't want to hear about the points. I don't want to hear about the miles. <laughs> like I never want to see one again. Um, I never want to talk about one again. And yeah, I never want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That vicious cycle is crazy. Right. And so many times clients will tell me it just feels so defeating because you just feel like you're stuck in that credit card cycle. Like it's not like you have control over it. And not that we're even like super anti-credit card at physical fitness. We're not, No, you're not, but it really is about that. Like feeling of just feeling defeated. Like you have to rely on it from one month to the next that I'm so excited for you to like wipe those suckers out once and for all, never have to use them again. Like that is going to be an amazing, amazing feeling. And for the listeners, if you like credit cards, they are, you guys are not anti-credit card. In fact, you kept asking me like, why are you so upset about your credit card debt? Like, where is this coming from? Like, I must've had some traumatic experience somewhere along the line. Like she, you're like, it's not, it's not bad. I don't know why you're you're, you're kicking yourself so hard about this. So yeah, you guys certainly are not anti-credit card. That's just something personally in me that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all, we all have like history with money, right. And stories with money that we tell ourselves and things like that. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's great that we've worked through so much with the credit cards specifically, because like you said, like maybe more than a lot of our other clients, you had a lot of whammies come up in the six months that we worked together after your Eureka session, a ton to not put a single one of those back on a credit card 
like was surprising to me, honestly, because a lot of times we will see clients have to put something back on a credit card sometimes, just depending on the situation. So, I mean, like kudos to you guys for doing the hard work, for trusting me and saying like, we're not quite ready yet to put this much extra on the credit cards and let's get a couple other foundational things in place first. But now, I mean, look back like seven or eight months at this point, nothing new has gone on the credit card. Um, Talk about like, Instead of using the credit card, one of the things we recommended for you guys to do is to be saving for some of those whammies ahead of time. So like, give us some examples of some of the things that you saved for ahead of time so that yeah. you could cash flow them. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how much like spoiler alert you want me to like, give away your secret. As much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember our during Eureka session, you show me this spreadsheet and you're like, these are whammies, right? Like things that come up, things that go on my credit card, tires and car registration and what have you, a lot of them. And you're like, you're gonna open all these accounts. And I was like, these are all accounts, like different accounts. And I was like, this is crazy. This is just crazy. But what I learned is by move, there's, you can't have just one big savings account, which is what I was trying to do before. It just, or for me personally, I can't, it doesn't work. You see the money in there. Oh, I got $15,000 and it's gone. And so what we moved, the money came out of my savings account and it went elsewhere and it went into all these different compartments. And right now I think in all those, in all that money, I feel like I don't have much money over there because it's a little bit in lots of compartments, but the total is like $17,000. So I have $17,000 in savings, but it doesn't feel like it. And I don't touch it because it's all got ear tagged or earmarked for something. Um, And the old me would have put it all into one savings account. And I've never had that much in savings because you have $10,000 in savings. Like you can buy a horse, you can build a barn. You can do all kinds of things with $10,000. You can pay off a credit card, right? And that's probably what I would have done, paid off a credit card. And then what happened when I needed tires and car registration and then boom, the credit card goes right back up. So um, yeah, I, I got out of the, the vicious cycle and, um, and moving that money away and earmarking it all was pr- the most vital thing to this whole process. Oh yeah. That was the game changer for me too. And it's always like my favorite strategy to share with people. And people are like, what's the one thing I should do? I'm like, that is savings the- accounts. You want like 50 of them, which is a joke, but like maybe 15, like you want to yeah. buy, right? Those different yeah. ones that come up. I've opened like four more since coaching stopped. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the that's surprise. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like, and it's great. Cause I don't feel like there's a lot of money over there. Cause it's, you know, 800 here and 700 here and 600 here, but it's really, it's exciting to look at the total. It's like, there's like $17,000 sitting there waiting to help me. So I don't go grab a credit card again. You know, and important thing, like you said, it's earmarked for something specific. And even yeah. just that, like nicknaming the account to say what it's going to be used for yeah. kind of prevents you from pulling because you realize, no, I actually, I don't need this money right now in July but I actually need it in August or September or October. You know what I mean? Whenever it's going to come up. And and so it's not extra money. So the old me is like, I have extra money, right? I have 1200 extra money, but the truth is none of it's extra money. And if anything I learned from this, it's how much money it takes for us to live our life. And that was incredibly surprising. Um, But the truth is that it is what it is and that's what it takes. And if you don't earmark it, then it's just going to come up and surprise you and, and again, you know, turn into the credit card cycle again. Yeah. 
So I'm curious, what would you say would have been your biggest mindset or mental shift when it comes to your money? That about the credit card thing, huge. I used to think that I had to put all my extra dimes onto my debt, right? Yeah. Um, every extra dime has to go on the credit card or, or pay my car off. I used to pay, actually when I met you, right? I'm paying, I'm paying like double on my car payment. I'm paying over on most of my payments when I met yeah. you. Um, because that's what I thought you do, right? You pay, you try to pay down your debt. And um, what that caused was not enough money at the end of the month and then more debt. And so my biggest mind shift was the fact that that's not the answer. Throwing all your money at the debt is actually not the answer. The answer is creating these earmarked safety net accounts so you can stop using, so you can stop the bleeding. Yeah. And so when we finally, and it, as hard as it was every month, I was all excited. Like, how much can I put on my credit card this month? And you're like, zero dollars. You're like, maybe in six months. And it was really <laughs> difficult for me. Um, but it was, that's the biggest, that was the hardest mind shift, right? But yeah. that, was, that was the most life-changing one. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been life-changing that part of it for sure. And now that you're starting to pay things off or pay things down a little bit, how's that been? Yeah, it's been excellent. And because you have given me such a clear picture, I, it's not like, I actually have a pretty good idea of when I can afford to pay stuff down. Um, you know, yeah, stuff will come up. Like after coaching ended, the fridge broke in the barn and I took $200 and bought one on Craigslist and then it didn't work. <laughs> and then, then I went to like the scratch and dent place and bought an $800 fridge and whatever. But, uh, so stuff comes up. Right. But I still have a really clear idea of, of the road I'm on and when stuff's going to be paid off. And because of that, it's preventing me from getting in more debt. Um, yeah. you know, we were looking at, um, not to tell all those secrets. He wanted to upgrade one of the horse trailers because it was needing some work. And he's like, instead of putting this money in, let's just get a newer one. Um, and so we started looking at that. And I looked at what the payment would be and how long the payment would be. And I'm like, no, we're not doing payments anymore. You know, and we both agreed to just save up the money and fix it. Um, and so I feel like we're finally making a lot smarter decisions because you can see down the road. And when you can see what four years looks like, and you can have a $900 payment in four years, or you cannot have a $900 payment in four years, you know, it's yeah. easier not to make those decisions where if it's all cloudy and you don't really know what's going on, it's easier to be like, sure, let's just, you know, we can afford the payment. Right. I think you're touching on something really important here. Like when clients first come to us, they often think the problem is debt or the problem yeah. is they're not saving enough, or they, they think like, the problem is overspending. And sometimes those things can be problematic, right? But what we always tell clients is we actually think the deeper problem is that we can't see it clearly. That yeah. is 100% true. That is 100% true. I thought the problem was, yeah, all of the above. Debt, overspending. Um, and the problem is really, we didn't really know. We didn't have a clear picture. We didn't have all the money assigned. We didn't really know what was going on. You know, I, I would think that we were a lot better financial spot than we were all the time, which is how we kept getting dig, digging deeper. I mean, no one's going to dig deeper if they already know they're in trouble, but everyone thinks they're okay. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, oh, how'd we get here? Yeah, I know. I know. And especially like where you were talking about having the different accounts when we're, when we've got everything all in one account, 
how confused we really are about what the money is to be used for and the different purposes and how even just that one little strategy shift for you, how big of an impact that made. Um, something else. You, oh, go ahead. You know what else really changed in my thinking is guilt. I used to feel really guilty to like get my nails done or get my hair done or anything that costs money. But because I have an account just for that with money, just for that, there's no guilt. So I'll look, oh, I have money in this account. I can go get my nails done and there's zero guilt. And I think that's a huge change too. Whereas before I felt like I can't buy, uh, oh, that happened. Uh, my friend came and visited and we went shopping and I didn't really want to spend any money. And I found this ring I liked. It was like $80 and I typically would not want to buy it or feel very guilty about buying it. But I had money in my clothing account and I was like, I'm going to spend the $80 and there was no guilt on it. So I think that would probably be the second major shift is just the release of guilt from spending money on things. Um, you know, Bo wanted to buy a bunch of new chains and binders for his trailer. And uh, he was like, it's going to be eight or $900. I don't know if we can afford it. And, but there we have a account just for his trailer stuff. And it was in there and, you know, no guilt, go ahead and buy it. So um, that's been a huge shift. That's so good. Like the not having the guilt after the buyer's remorse after just what that does is it starts to enable you to make those spending decisions more and more confidently every time. And what an awesome result, right? Um, one of the things you touched on earlier too, was you talked about how um, you were surprised how much of like life coaching was part of financial coaching too. So I'm curious, like, what things that we did together, what parts of coaching would you say felt more like life coaching to you? Like the guilt thing to me almost kind of sounds like one of them, but like, what else would you say in yeah. addition to that? No, it was really so much more than financial coaching. You asked a lot of questions that we wouldn't ask ourselves, right? What's, what do you value most? What do you wish you were doing more of? What do you wish you were doing less of? And not financially, just in general in your life, Right. Like, yeah. is your money going towards your goals? Is your money going towards what makes you happy? Um, you know, what, where do you guys want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Um, what would your life look like if you're like, you could paint your life to be anything you wanted, you know, like, what would it look like? And then how can you make changes to get there? And those are all questions. Unless someone asks you, you don't, you don't usually, you don't usually answer those questions. Um, you know, you just kind of go through life and you go through day by day. And is my money going towards what makes me happy? I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, get through today's marathon. Anyone with toddler will understand that <laughs> tomorrow's marathon. Um, so having someone ask you those questions and then, and then you would give us homework and we would have to work on them and we would have to communicate with each other, you know, and, and it surprised me how much your coaching was. It was not a, your coach, your coaching is actually not at all about getting out of debt. I'm sure that if people weren't even worried about it. That's not even what your coaching's about. It's not about getting out of debt. You know, it's about communicating and your, your values and is the money going where your values are? And are you going in the direction you want to be going in your life? Like, you know, in five or 10 years, do you want things to be different than they are now? You know, so you just asked a lot of bigger picture questions and made us fill out some little papers and made us communicate <laughs> about it and talk about it. And um, yeah, and it changed a lot of, a lot of things with us, like what we're doing in our free time and do we have free time and are we creating free time, you know, and, um, and there was a lot of conversations with you about that. And I think, you know, one day, maybe when we're totally out of debt, we do more coaching. It would be nice to do more of, of that, you know, and yeah. really making sure we're on the right path. Um, 
and where we want to be going. You know, one thing that I heard somewhere and it really struck a chord with me is if you're a pilot and you're one inch off course, which is not much in four hours, you're in another country. And so what happened is I woke up one day and I was like, I am in another country. Like, this is not where I want to be. And how did I get here? Because it's so small along the way. You don't even yeah. see it happening. And I think um, that, that analogy just really struck a chord with me. Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, it's amazing how like these small, seemingly insignificant changes and tweaks that we can make over time really do add up, right? Um, I, I've heard this analogy before that like, uh, doing 1% better every day and something. Yeah. And I forget what the end percentage is, but no, the- if you're only 1% better every day, which is like nothing right in a hundred days, you're a hundred percent better. Yeah. And, you know, I heard that with horse training, right? I heard that with horse training. Cause a lot of times with horse training, you want to make the horse like so much better every day. But the truth is they only have to get a little better every day to make a huge difference in a hundred days. And right. that's the same with us. Right. I think that I'm the queen of like, all or nothing, like go big or go home. But the truth is you only have to get a little better every day and right. in hundred days. Yeah. It's just a massive change in your life. Right. And I mean, just major props to you guys for making those small changes a little bit over time every day, because you're right. Like I can ask the questions, but there was also the work in between the sessions that the two of you put into it. And yeah. that is such a huge piece. Like there's Yes, coaching helps hold you accountable to getting those action steps done, right? But you guys were actually the ones who had to do the hard work in it along the way too. So, um, and I think just like looking for the help, like for anybody struggling with anything out there, and we've had a really tough, tough five or six years in our life. Um, but just like there's help out there, right? There's help in so many forms, whether it be counseling or financial coaching or, and it's just kind of taking the time out of your marathon hamster wheel to like sit down and find the help. But like the help is there. It's just getting off the hamster wheel long enough to find it. Yeah. Such a good point. Um, let's shift gears a little bit here. Uh, as business owners, I know some of our business owners will be curious to hear this. How has your income and revenue increased uh, since starting coaching? Talk about that. Yes. So massive change. Um, and I think sometimes it helps when someone besides your spouse tells you something, you mm-hmm. know, and at the very first session, you said some things to Bo that really struck a chord with him. Um, and I think he realized without me having to say it, that um, he needed to make some changes in his business. And, and he did. And we used to not take any money out of the business. We never touched the business account. Um, And so what that means is the business was really making no money, basically, right? We were trying to grow the business, put all the money back into the business. And that's actually with both both of them. We never physically took money out. Um, With the second business, we would take money out when we needed stuff, right? Instead of the credit card. Um, but it all ended up in a credit card in a backwards way, because then we'd have to put inventory on a credit card because why, because I took all the profit out of the business and I used it for something because again, I didn't have a clear understanding of that wasn't really profit that I thought was profit, but we didn't have a clear schedule. We didn't have any clear scheduled money. So the first thing you had us do was pay ourselves every two weeks out of both business. And that was terrifying to me. I'm like, there's no money. I don't, Oh no, Jacqueline, have you not seen this? Like there's zero money to be had. Like we're negative at the end of every month. And you want me to take, you know, two, $4,000, two to $4,000 out of these accounts and put them in our personal account. I thought that was just ludicrous. 
And it was like the greatest thing, right? Because um, our businesses are actually profitable and it makes us a lot more proud. It makes Bo a lot more proud to see that his business is actually helping the family. And I think a lot of small business owners can relate to that, that they're trying so hard and they're working so hard. And at the end of the day, like it's not even really helping my family. Um, and so when you actually move the money from one account to another, you can see a paycheck, you know, and, um, and we were scared to do that because we had to pay employees and we were worried the money wouldn't be there if we did that. And so that's why we never did that. But, uh, but you taught us how to, to project forward and see if, you know, and then we, the nice thing about your plan is we could project forward enough. I could see when we were going to be short paying someone so we could make adjustments as needed. Um, we could maybe not pay ourselves that two weeks because I could see that we needed the money. Right. And you guys ran into a couple snags in coaching. I mean, we, we already talked about some of the whammies, but one of the businesses was unable to bring in revenue for a couple of weeks there, but you were still able to pay your employee, even though we just pressed pause on a couple of your paychecks and, you know, got you right back on track again. But, um, and that was incredible to navigate that, like, and not freak out about it. You know what I mean? I think one of the biggest things is when I first started working with you, I could sense your stress and your desperation. And then toward the end of our coaching program, just you were so at peace. Every time we would come into the session, you'd be like, this happened, but we handle it. Like we figured it out. And it was, yeah, it was really cool to watch. So. Not to digress on our conversation. I guess there's so many life-changing things. Like I told you, the biggest mind shift was the debt. But you know what? I think the bigger mind shift was now that you you sparked my thought process on that. Um, so I thought that any day I could, I'm in sales and, you know, people lose their job in sales all the time. So any day I could get a phone call and lose my job. And I felt like I was holding all these plates in the air. And the day that phone call came, all the plates would fall. We're going to lose our house. We're going to lose everything we own because the other businesses, you know, they're, they're trying to make it. And so it was a, it was a lot of stress on me to feel like I had to be so good at my job because if any day I lost my job, our kingdom is going to fall around us. Yeah. And, um, and I would have bet you $1 million that if I lost my job tomorrow, we'd lose everything. And you showed me with these spreadsheets and I made my own spreadsheet. Remember what it was called? The doomsday spreadsheet. The doomsday budget. Yes. The doomsday budget. The day I, it, let's say I lost my job and I looked at that budget and I was able to adjust the categories, right? No childcare and stuff. Um, and we weren't going to lose everything. And that I, I was floored. I would have bet you a million dollars. If I lost my job, we'd lose everything. And the fact that I did that budget and I saw that you have no idea like the weight that came off my shoulders because mm. now I feel like if that happened, we'd be okay. I'd find another job and we'd figure it out. Um, and the world wouldn't end. And that has probably been the biggest change. I don't have that weight on my shoulders anymore, which was yeah. really heavy. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people can, can relate to that feeling like that the plates are in the air and they're going to come down any day. <laughs> Oh yeah. And I mean, especially during this climate with COVID and so many people losing their jobs or being furloughed or something like that, like last year. And that's probably now, what makes you more anxious when you see it happening to people. You're yeah. like, it's coming for me. Right. Right. And luckily, like spoiler alert again for Jenny, she did not lose her job. So that's, that's okay. good news. Right. But like, even just seeing the number at the, at the end and seeing like, oh my God, we're actually okay. And then you have $17,000 in savings that could technically like be pulled for that if you really, really needed it on top of it. And knowing like we have all this cushion too. 
Yeah. It's like having a plan. It goes back to what you're saying. It's just, it's just having a, it's just having an understanding of where it all is and knowing it's the not knowing really is, is what's is the most scary with everything in life, but whether it's good or bad, if you at least know how you're going to navigate it, it's not that bad. It, it's really the not knowing how you're going to navigate something. That's the scary part. Yeah. You know, actual loss of whatever it may be, or, um, you know, if you have a plan to navigate it, it's definitely a lot less scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a good point. Um, okay. How would you say coaching has changed your relationship with each other? You and Bo? Yeah, I think that's been massive. I think there was a lot of, we didn't talk about a lot of things. There was probably a lot of resentment built up. Um, you know, I think he felt like his businesses weren't contributing enough to the household. Um, and there just, I felt like it was all on me. Um, not necessarily financially as much as like just doing everything and the bills. And I think a lot of women probably relate to that. I just, so I think there was a lot of resentment built up and then we weren't really communicating. We didn't have a plan. He was very stressed about money. He's not a communicator. He wouldn't even tell me that, but he would secretly be extremely stressed out about his company and paying his employees and not knowing if he's got enough money next month to pay his employees. And it really took a toll on him. He was really stressed. Um, and I think the biggest change for him, it's been a huge weight off his shoulders, not always wondering every day, can I, can I pay my guys? Can I pay my guys? You know, um, everything's so much clearer and it's been a massive weight off his shoulders. And we continue to have our little meetings every two weeks with each other. We look at all the spreadsheets cause he's still not involved as I would like in the spreadsheets, but he comes to the meetings and we talk about everything and we look at it together and we make decisions. So it's just, yeah, opened up a massive line of communication, but more than that, the resentment is gone from both of us and we're not resentful at each other about things. And I think he can see that he's, you know, an equal partner and I can feel like he's an equal partner. Wow. That's been a, that's been a big difference. That's huge. And for um, any of our couples listening, typically what we find or coaching our couples is one person is the one who does does more of it. Um, my, my husband, uh, comes to our budget meetings too, but 99% of updating the budget is all on this girl right here. So I think that's pretty normal. Some people are just a little bit more spreadsheet savvy and like to look at the numbers and things like that. And then, you know, I give him my, my little synopsis. Here's where we stand. Here's the status of the accounts. Like here's which categories are off limits for a couple of weeks kind of thing. Like, uh, yeah. So I think that's super normal. Um, all right. So lots of huge takeaways, Jenny. Um, thank you so much for sharing them. I want to end with asking you like, what is your next big goal or dream? Like financially, what's the next thing you guys are working toward really? So our, our short-term goal would be paying off the last credit card. And so that's, I'm trying really hard with that. And it keeps getting delayed because things keep coming up, but it's okay because um, we're able to handle those things. Yeah. Um, like one of the businesses didn't, the retail business didn't do very well last month. Um, and so that money I was going to put on the credit card and I can't, that's okay. Cause we're not adding anything to the credit card. So that's a short-term goal. The long-term goal is to work harder on what you started with me, which is where is my time being spent? How do you create more time for yourself? How do you get off just this hamster wheel marathon that you're on where you just wake up and you go through the motions of, you know, being a mom and having a job and, and where do you actually find white space and live your life and come up with 
you know, and do more. I think we'd like to do more things together, you know, going out to dinner or on vacation. And um, so we really like to try to do some more things like that. Mm -hmm. And 1% every day, right? Every day. I like it. I should write that on the sticky note. Yeah. I was just going to say, you need that as a sticky note on your computer every day. 1%. All right. Well, Jenny, I just want to say thank you so much for being willing to put your story out there to share it with our, you know, podcast listeners. I know people will appreciate getting to hear like what your journey was through coaching, the hard work that went into it, and also help so many people see what's possible for them. Um, I think so many things that you shared, people can relate to like business owners, not paying themselves consistently, pulling randomly from the business, like you were talking about that vicious cycle of like paying down the credit card and then having to turn around and use it again. And even that, you know, when you shared, you were just being kept up at night. Like, I think that's so much more common than we even realize. And people, um, people oftentimes are afraid to share what's going on for them financially, right? It's just this taboo topic still. And fiscal fitness, we're like trying desperately to change that, encourage people to talk about their money. But that's what makes it so powerful when people like you are willing to share their stories and share like what you went through. So um, thank you so much. And I'm just so proud of you and Bo for putting in all the hard work. It has been just my honor to get to be your coach and to watch, like to witness the transformation of you going from this place of being so stressed financially and feeling like you were in desperation mode to almost selling your house and the horses and and everything else with it to, to kind of start over, to see you come to this place where you you're so calm about your money and so confident and able to see it so clearly. It's just been really cool to get to witness. Um, so thank you for trusting us for trusting yourself in coaching and taking the leap. And I'll be, you know, cheering you on as you pay off that last credit card and create 1% more of white space in your schedule, uh, every day. So thanks so much for being on here, Jenny. It was great having you and to everyone listening. This is a wrap on the fiscal fitness podcast. We'll see you back here next time. Take care guys. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.